This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, the heroes escape to Skelt to rest and recover. I think we may need to regroup. I don't know how the rest of you are feeling, but I myself am rather burned and damaged. And grapple with the true horror they've encountered. I hadn't seen any weapons as dangerous as this, nor a person as dangerous as I am, till I came to Skiergard. Till I heard tell of the evil that emanates from Skirkava. But what they encounter when they return. There's no one else that's going to go up to that mountain and take care of that threat that's left to us. There's no question about that. Might be worse than anything they could possibly imagine. The great evil is here. And dying might not be the worst thing that could happen to us. The adventure continues. I suspect it will be easier if I do not return. Tell the others I go off to serve a higher purpose. Now. What is going on, everybody? It's your old buddy, Troy, and... Your good pal, Joe. You son of a gun, what are you doing in my intro? <laughs> I'm at work, LaValle. Yep. I'll have you know. Yeah, I'm just coming in to do an intro, then I gotta go uh, sign deals. Yep, I'll be here for eight hours while Troy is not. <laughs> that seems to be the pace so far. I gotta hit the beach, man. Gotta keep my tan on for Glass Cannon Lives. <laughs> You think this glow is natural? Speaking of which, we are packing right now. We're doing this a little early. This yep. is in advance. We're packing for Dallas. I am putting merch into suitcases. We are flying out in two days. This is crazy, man. This is, uh, yeah, people are listening to this, and Glass Cannon Live Dallas has already happened. I know. But we're just packing for it. We, we are. We're just getting ready to go. We, I'm assuming it was a great show. I, I imagine that, like, panties were thrown, uh, and it was mostly Matthew throwing his at us, <laughs> which is weird that he did that during a live show. <laughs> But uh, that's okay. <laughs> just from like two feet away. Just right. Boop, right ah, in your face. Right in my eye. Uh, no, we are very excited because this has been a wild week here Crazy. Yeah. for the Glass Cannon Network. Where, where do we start? We hit the 35K goal. Joe, you are going to be running the Emerald Spire Super Dungeon as a podcast. <laughs> so excited, buddy. I brought something to show you. What is that? Oh, dude. I remember when we got these, I'm like, well, we'll never have to use these. Yep. I just dropped the entire set of every map of every of every level of the Emerald Spire. Holy shit. That it looks is so, so gorgeous. Good. I, I got to open it up. I got to get the creases out. We're, we're going to be using these very soon, buddy. So we're not going to use Fantasy Grounds or World 20. You think we're going to use actual ponds and maps? That's my plan right now. I want to get back to the old school. It is an old school super dungeon. I want to mm. play it old school. So we'll see how it works. I like it. Maybe we can hire someone just to move us around the map. Why not? So we're we at 35,000. Let's do it. We're, we're, all right. So we're now hiring for... No, no, I'm not going to put that out there. Uh, so we hit the 35K goal, and we also announced the 40K goal. Yes. Very we're, excited about this. This is an old school thing for us. When we started the Twitch... It was just you and I playing Dark Souls 3. Just me and you hanging out in your apartment. It's really all it was. That's really what it was. We didn't even have video. It was just our voices just hanging out, goofing off, talking about games, talking about life, and also playing Dark Souls 3. I haven't been in your apartment in 18 months. Right, and that's by <laughs> my wife's choice. She said, keep that filthy bearded man out of our home. How dare you? Now that we have don't a child. Don't let her near our son. Our son. <laughs> don't, let him touch, don't let him touch our son. Uh, no, but I mean, we're excited to do this for a million reasons. One, Well, I guess we should say that the, the goal of the 40 thousand dollar goal is to bring back the twitches where you and i just get to hang out play video game uh rag on each other and hang out with the 
niche. Hang yeah. out with the chat. That's you know? really what it's about. This isn't just like a video game stream. This is a chance for us to connect with the niche on a more personal, off-the-cuff, unedited level. And and that's something we, we don't get to do anymore. Yeah, we haven't done it for many, many months. So right. I'm so excited at the prospect of bringing that back. It's not about, you know, let's show you how good we are at video games. It's about like having uh, conversations with people in the chat while we're playing games about things that are happening in the nation. We can talk about GM stuff. We can talk about gaming stuff. It's really a chance for us to just connect in a new and exciting way. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I mean, we get we do get some of it with the awesomeness of our after party hangouts at the live shows. And so there is that. But it's just so quick and hurried and it's really fun. But you don't get that kind of regular uh, seeing the same people over and over again over the course of the year and, and answering questions and talking and getting feedback live in person and it's just i'm very excited at the prospect yeah and you know skid and grant have been keeping it going on friday nights which is great so they get that but it's going to be nice for us to be able to build that opportunity out here in the studio so that we'll all be able to twitch from the studio oh yeah and not just us either yeah special guest special guest action oh man i can't wait for matthew capitacasa's super mario brothers twitch (laughs) live from the studio sorry matthew you can't go to that play tonight Need you to twitch Super Mario Brothers tonight. Uh, so we had that, and then of course the huge announcement—the big one. We're doing not one, but two live shows in Indianapolis during Gen Con. I mean, it's just amazing to say, like, yeah, I'm uh, playing two nights in Indianapolis in uh, in August. Yep. It's like, you know, two nights. We're doing the hi-fi. I mean, this was a big thing for us when we were looking at doing this, because I knew I wanted us to play Gen Con. I knew I wanted us to play a cool rock club. And then it came up, uh, our, our agent, our amazing agent, Kevin Castro from Paradigm, was like, would you guys want to do two shows? And I think I just vomited immediately, like, no, no, there's no way we can. <laughs> because the show, it, it, I can't prepare uh, properly because I don't know what happens in that first show. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do that first show, and then I'm just going to furiously write the next day, and we'll do a second show Oh, yeah. You will not be at Gen Con the next day. You will not be outside of the hotel room, I don't think. I'll be at Sun King Brewery, most likely, (laughs) just crushing. Drinking and writing. Just drinking a couple light beers. And writing the the Saturday yeah, show, quote unquote light beers. You're talking about you know eight percenters, couple of seven or eight percenters, just to get in the zone writing that Saturday show. But I mean, we're really excited. This is a huge opportunity for us because if you've never been to Gen Con or if you have been to Gen Con, this is a big big deal in the gaming industry. So for us to do two live shows there, it just allows us to put so many more eyes yeah. on the network. Yeah, and as it is technically, it's not it's not connected to or related to Gen Con. You don't have to have a Gen Con badge to go to this event or to sign up for for uh, tickets for this but it is through you correct me if i'm wrong here but it isn't the promoter that booked the show uh, a promoter that books all kinds of gen con shows yeah, in the sure surrounding they, area yeah they book all the shows for for the gen con exactly so and weekend. these are people who are like well let's see how this does and then we'll be talking about next year so it's already planting the seeds for bigger and better stuff down the line at gen con which is something that has been on our radar for years yeah to be able to do two live shows during that weekend with all gamers from all around the world who may not know who the glass cannon network is to have that buzz going on that weekend this is going to hopefully mean bigger and better things as we continue to grow yes but in the meantime we got to continue this march to Hondo, joey oh <laughs> the march let's do it i'm so excited but i do i have to get back to work so let's get this let's get the show on the road i want those papers on my desk by noon <laughs> here's episode 196 everybody I like to think of us as a sports team. 
I know. I feel like that that's what I think about going in. Like we're in the locker room getting ready for the big game. And it, we you know, we we play a big game every week. You one only, game a week. You only have like one metaphor, don't you? <laughs> you can only conceive of things one way. Have I used this metaphor before? No, just like I feel like your whole ethos is centered around like a sports team. I don't have an ethos. <laughs> That's I go certain, out of my way not to have any <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe in him. <laughs> that's that's an ethos. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> get out of my gotcha. get out of my locker room. Get out of my locker room. <laughs> well, well, we want to throw a but chair. Who are we playing? Throw a chair like you did earlier. Ah, but if, chair, you're, right? if you're a sports I did throw team. a chair yesterday. I know. I we saw know. it. We saw yeah. the video. It's on video. <laughs> you videoed that? Yep. Oh yeah, I got. Tell, upset. <laughs> tell, tell the fans what happened, Troy. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I was sitting in it and it collapsed. And the thing is, I'm pretty rough on two things. Chair and shoes. I'm very rough on <laughs> shoes. Yeah, your shoes are always like out of whack. I don't know what it is. You give me a brand new pair of you shoes. They look walk like hard. a hobo shoe in walk a week. <laughs> walking around on strings. But I was sitting in this chair and I'm always moving in the chair and the chair just fucking collapsed. And I hit the ground so hard. And our ground here is not very soft. It's not very forgiving. It's concrete. I got so mad I stood up and I threw that chair halfway across this room. <laughs> it's on video. I had no idea you videoed that. Delete that video nope. I, I was it's it was at a weird angle when i watched it. i was like i looked around the room for like broken more broken things i was like where did he throw it it did hit the staircase and the wall pretty hard it didn't yeah. um the good news is i put in some really lucrative bets on uh you to break the chair everyone had the money on me yeah because of my size it's right. so it was troy you. troy's always he should, he's the low-key favorite for breaking chairs <laughs> yeah I'm he, so he's wait. broken more Just furniture than anyone still, at this table i still mourn my my denver broncos deck chair that you came over and <laughs> Shattered out of somehow. One, I don't even guessed know how it, it in Rise of the Rune Lords yeah. once. Yes, you and, and shattered your favorite chair and right. then left. You and Joe came over. You're really drunk. Yep. yep. And uh, he was and playing you a. Sat, you had a handle of sky vodka in between them. Yeah. <laughs> Sharing it like two hobos. Just passing it. Yep. And you sat in the chair and you didn't even do anything. And it just it just collapsed. It's something, and then we went to your, your home in uh, Cape Cod and I broke a chair there too. You broke a, a, table. Table. a, table. a table. A table. Yes. A table. I, I'm, I'm just a rough guy. I don't know why. You yeah. nearly broke me. Well, it's probably because you're on a sports team. That's the thing. Going back to that <laughs> metaphor. FYI. Going back to my ethos. Uh, <laughs> we like to listen to music before we play because we're getting pumped up in the locker room. Yeah. Before tip off. <laughs> but we don't listen to like normal hype of songs. <laughs> We listen to the Hill Street Blues theme song. That's, right. <laughs> That's the time. last thing we listen Every to. Time. It's really a Matthew and me thing, but it, it just, it's it just, just makes us giggle. It really, really gets us in the light mood we need to be in. Just hear those few piano chords. Bum, puts bum, you, really bum. puts you there. We need that drop, but it has to be. We need to look up how long are we allowed to play it before we start getting cease and desists. It gets you pumped, though. Bum, really. Bum, bum. And then when the saxophone this, comes in, boop, 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 boop. yeah, it's great. Listen this, to this it. This reminds me, Dak Prescott, the current quarterback of the Cowboys. We'll see how he does next year. Never heard of him. Love him. Anyway, he gets pumped up before game, games by listening to the albums of Train, including Drops of <laughs> Jupiter and Hey Soul Sister, oh, which is probably why we have it won more than one playoff yep. game. That'll do it. Yeah. Does it just make him angry? He's just like, fuck this music and get really like enraged and that fuels him. Like, I have no idea. It makes no sense. I would rather listen to sounds of a train. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can occasionally. That would get me way more pumped up. Yep. Choo-choo. 
Um, I would rather listen to Skid making sounds in the train. <laughs> That'd be fun. I'll do it whenever. Hey, that's that's at another Patreon tier. That's true. <laughs> My wife said the other day, I said, she was like, I, I think Arch is going to grow up really liking trains. And I was like, where are you coming up with this? Like, because of because of his father's like overwhelming love of trains? You know, you're always in that, that back room with the model trains. <laughs> it's like, she's like, I don't know why I, I, don't know why I thought that. <laughs> you inherited your love. Uh-oh, honey. Right. Trains pulling out of the station. <laughs> his father loved trains, and his father's father loved trains. Maybe it's because of your intense OCD. She was like, trains, times tables, Archer. Trains, he leads My up. sister bought me for Christmas a train set to like put around the Christmas tree, because oh, I had kids. She was like, you should build this and have your kids. And it was the cheapest thing on earth. And when I went to put it together... You could not keep a train on the track and connect it to another train, to another car. Oh, it, it, the, it wasn't an option. The curvature was Yeah, as off. soon as you tried to touch it to another car, they both just fell off every time. And, and as soon as you started running, they would both just fall off every time. And eventually it just devolved into me flipping out and my wife being like, you need to just put this away. It's Christmas. <laughs> I was furious. I can't picture that at I know, all. right? Imagine. Did imagine you throw that. the train across the room? Uh, I did. I did. I did. Oh I broke one of the cars. The wheels fell right up. I was like, that's what you get. Well, if Archer ever does get into trains, you should know that Richard Berger only uses one of his parking spaces in his garage because he has a model town and train set in retirement. Really? Oh, that's right. He that's also right. uses the garage to cook salmon in a George Foreman grill because he doesn't like how salmon smells in the kitchen. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah, he's stinky. a weird guy. It's a stinky fish. Speaking of stinky fish, <laughs> I don't have a transition. I was going to say, where's Segway. that going? Um, but I, I did bring up a, 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 a gif here of, of the Yuki Ona from the video game Neo. This has nothing to do with stinky fish. Uh, but look at this. How cool does that look? There's some glare. I, yeah, this is a, a, the, one oh, of the wow. bosses in the Neo. And, and it's great. When I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, a Yuki Ona. We did this in Jade Region. And now we did it here. But uh, this is much more uh, stylized. I think these women that you fought were more like... Like lost, lost souls. Forlorn. Yes, sad. A, a deep, deep sadness. And now you killed them. Yeah. Well done. Well, they were dead already. Well, mm-hmm. they were undead. They were undead, incorporeal. And now you are in this trench, this drainage tunnel that you discovered has some sort of embalming fluid running towards the direction you entered. Dalgrith, you stealthed up right before this fight to like a corner, and that's where you heard the wailing. Or maybe you backed away and then heard the wailing. But the fight took place in like the main area. Lying before you is this turn in the tunnel heading south. Dalgrith is going to... He's kind of uh, farthest up of the crew right now. He was fighting the the woman when um, I think it was Pembroke le- uh, landed the killing blow, right? With a uh, magic missile. I'm pretty sure. Bottle right cap. by his head. <laughs> yeah. A bottle cap worthy magic missile. <laughs> I mean, I gave Skid a bag of bottle caps after the episode. One for each. One for each missile. One now, wait. Does the, do the winds and the snows and all that stuff dissipate? Were they just surrounding them? They do. Okay. So. I, will, oh, I just deleted Feyraza. Sorry, Feyraza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Feyraza. What has <laughs> happened to us? Terrible foreshadowing. What's happened to Feyraza? Uh, the winds dissipate and Feyraza's gone. 
No I loved her I never got to tell her My love My sweet Assyrian princess I'm embarrassed for all of you The greatest love story ever told That's what it means Gone with the wind Uh, you really so, uh, thought that was going to land. I, I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I, uh, I blew it. Someone's laughing. <laughs> Someone's laughing at home, right? Right? <laughs> Email in if you're laughing. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> tweet, tweet at us if you're laughing. If you were laughing just then. <laughs> please, please tell send, me if you laughed at us. <laughs> send the time code. <laughs> <A joke>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> laughing makes me know you care. Literally, every time we get together to record, I want to play that uh, Jim Carrey as Conan O'Brien sketch. Like, oh, right. I can't hear the laughter. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah uh, so, so what is your dumb character thing? So once this... <laughs> Once this storm dies down, Dalgraith. Yes. Uh, now the spirits—they just disappear, right? And there's just nothing there. Yeah, uh, he's just going to turn around, walk slowly back. It's uh, a little shaken by the whole encounter, his mm. inability to really do anything to these creatures, and his honestly, his sadness at the situation because he remembered encountering one of these before. Uh, in another AP on the crown of the world and has been uh, was shooken by the experience. So you see he's like he's kind of wide eyed and a little shaken uh, and he walks back uh, to Feyraza and just sort of hands the blade back and he's like thank you. Sorry I couldn't have been more helpful with it. And he hands the dagger back over to you. Feyraza takes it. You're very welcome. You'd think we'd be better prepared for incorporeal creatures by now. <laughs> I think we would have been in a tomb and all that. <laughs> it would have been ni- it would have been nice to have more of these. Well, I did a little bit of of, of good of work, I you, think. You were very. Uh, hey, Pembroke, we couldn't have done it without you. No, no, I, I don't need. And in all honesty, you put their spirits to rest, and I thank you for that. Well, really, Pembroke, you put Dalgreath to shame. Oh, no, please, you're making me blush. Of course you did. No, no. You did, sir. I wouldn't hear of it, a legend like Dolgry. <laughs> no. Please. <laughs> I, uh, my, my name doesn't deserve to be mentioned the same breath as Dolgry's. I think you'll find your name is mentioned quite often when we leave this place. Ah, my time is long past, but I thank you all the same, most generous. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I, I, I thought I was to understand that you were quite powerful in your day. Potent, oh, yes. even. No, no one remembers the name Pembroke the Potent. I don't use it anymore. But uh, I appreciate the thought. It brings an old man's heart such delight. To think that the the young still remember him. I like to hear tales of that time. Uh, I like a good tale around the campfire. Well, you know? uh, perhaps uh, perhaps not here. And he like looks no, down the corridor and it's not. just like, I think we may need to regroup. I don't know how the rest of you are feeling, but I myself am rather burned and damaged. My I, spells are spent. I'm pretty weak in myself, and I think, as I said. I'm ready for a bite to eat, a nip of whiskey, and maybe a story by the campfire of the old days of Pembroke the Potent. What do you say, Baron? <laughs> I've learned to rely on the strength of my companions for a while, and I can tell when they've spent all their spells. Let's go. Have a nip of whiskey, like you said. Aye. Okay, warm you up. This tunnel's a bit too cold, and we've just been through a blizzard underground. Not exactly my idea of a good time. No, no. Yes, we should get, a, get moving. So where to? Get, where to? Uh, well, um, back to the 
temple or to to uh, to skelt or it, uh, well does our oyster as it were how about we go to skelt I think it's going to be much easier to find uh, a warm bit of brown liquor there wouldn't you say so as opposed to the temple. Well, yes, I, and I, uh, I must say, an actual bed would do my old bones a bit of good. Uh, give me a warm bed in the city. Let's take, uh, let's take a, a quick teleport back, Pembroke. Yeah, let's do it. Right, gather together, please, please. And he <laughs> waves them all together and takes everyone takes hands and... <laughs> and let's roll. Oh, let's roll those D100s! D100! Oh, my God, what is it? Four. <laughs> Four is okay. Four is okay. So, boom, okay. we apparate uh, in the room 15 at the, all at the end again. <laughs> and you're back. <laughs> Pembroke, could you maybe examine another location? Well, Not so something I, that I always puts the us most in time here. <laughs> Sorry, sir. No, please put your towel on. We'll be going. <laughs> Ma'am? To ma'am? No, I didn't see you there. Sorry, Listen, you, I, I'm sorry, ma'am. You don't want a teleporter mishap. It's terrible. We had to invade your privacy, but it was for the best. It's for the future of the world. No, the management told us this could happen. <laughs> it's been happening a lot lately. We got a discounted rate. I saw it on the Yelp review. Perhaps Dalgreath will sign a few things for you. <laughs> oh, yes, perhaps you recognize Dalgreath Deathbringer. Nah, no, you never heard of Dalgreath Deathbringer. <laughs> Sing them have, a song, Dalgreath. Have you? No. Oh, I see. You're calling calling the police. Well, <laughs> uh, just be out of your way then. I, uh, That's a no on the song. Yes, no, no. Right, all right. No, no, no. We're leaving. No, Get me no. a ride. <laughs> all right, I'll sign your underpants. We <laughs> gotta go. Please don't. <laughs> we it's my only out. pair. We bustle out into the hallway <laughs> as they slam the door behind us. And, uh, you hear lock, 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 lock. <laughs> Um, can we get a bite to eat? I think uh, Dogwraith is definitely interested in some comfort, you know, surroundings yes. of some warmth and comfort. I would love that. Uh, I would like a bit of perhaps a hospital first because I am sort of badly injured. <laughs> Very right, badly right. Right. <laughs> thanks, to, thanks to the magic of Feraza here, I barely took a scratch. I have to thank you. It was quite impressive, the, uh, the resist cold you had there. And he brings back his coat a little bit, and you see the vials that are, like, sitting on his belt pouch. And he's just like, you saved me one of these there. And much more powerful than what I carry, I got to say. So thank you very much. Pleasure to be of service. Dargreath Deathbringer. What is your actual last name? This Underfoot. Dalgraith Underfoot. Ah, that's my birth name. That's the birth name. Aye. Yeah. Call me what you like, though. Who, when did you become the Deathbringer? Oh, it took many years. Many, many years. It was only, I'd say, maybe eight or so years ago I was given the name by a king in uh, Ustalav, actually. A rather uh, obnoxious chap who had uh, a whole court simpering after him. But, you know, it's the way of life down there. And it's... Uh, he called me the Deathbringer. I'm sure it was just to impress his friends and whatnot, but uh, it seemed to no, take. No, it was, so. af- it was ah. after you felled the great dragon of, of, of uh, Dam- Danny Bro. Yes, yes, yes. Well, it was the undead dragon of Danny Bro. Ah, you yes, forget. no, yes. You forget. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. But, uh, yeah, just small detail there. Small detail. But, yes, uh, it's actually the yeah, same I place. remember it from the back of your, of your, of your rookie card. <laughs> they mentioned it. <laughs> it was that first year. Career yeah. highlights. Yes, career highlights. 
Can it highlight? Yes. <laughs> I just ask because you know there are some lesser adventurers that perhaps would name themselves something like Oh Death no, no, no no no. Oh no no <laughs> not, no one not, of not your not No 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 no. Self appellations is not not sense motive. Twenty three. No, it's a true story. It's, it's, a, true, a, it's a true story, guys. It's a true. It's a true story. It's a true made up story. It's a true invented story. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's less cool when you realize it's made up. <laughs> the whole game, you really, the entire game. You really should let other people call you that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like Kobe Bryant says, "Call me Black Mamba." Well, that stuck. <laughs> Kevin Durant actually wanted to be known as like the preacher or something. Like he gave himself a terrible nickname. <laughs> oh, so he, he wanted to call him Slim Reaper, and he wanted to be called the Servant. I mean, no oh, one wanted yeah, to call him right. a servant. Yeah, the, yeah. I'm not, yeah. No. Um, so yeah, let's get some. Let's get, get some, some food, food and, and healing. We'll, we'll and assume and healing, and, uh, and then the hospital. Yeah, yes. let's get some food, and then drop me off at the ER. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you want to eat hospital food? <laughs> dropping off. Nothing's yeah. better than hospital well, food because you always Jello. forget. It's just like, oh right, I took seventy points of damage. I totally forgot. Like we had like <laughs> yeah, yeah. this whole conversation and food, and I totally forgot. All um, right, so you go down to the you know the local inn. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you're, well, you're in the inn, but you go down to the bar, the hotel bar, exactly, uh, and get a bite to eat. Is there anything you need to do? there or are you just getting a bite? No, nothing of consequence. Getting okay. a bite, I think uh, Dalgreath just wants to share a whiskey with Baron. Yeah. Really, he wants to buy Baron ah. a whiskey and you know, if Pembroke's there, if Firaz is there, if they are interested in imbibing he would uh, certainly buy for them as well. Uh, you know, he's not looking to get blind drunk or anything, but just... you marking that on your sheet? Something yeah. to... Uh, Please remove 17 gold from your sheet. <laughs> that is wow, the most are, overpriced those whiskey. Those are incredibly expensive. Incredibly you don't expensive. know what the prices in this hotel bar are. They're, like they're marked up. Is marked up. $1,700? It's an airport tavern? <laughs> Marks up for everyone with expense accounts. Well, Dalgrave's got expensive tastes. <laughs> well, no, they're actually charging more because they know he's famous. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're up in the This ante. guy can afford it. Yeah. Plus, you give a big tip to show no, that's, off. That's what I was going to say is this, this 17 gold comes from all the tips. Right. You got like uh, Louis Trez. What do you get for Louis Trez? What did we say the relative worth of one gold piece was? It's about $100. Yes, I mean, that's, that's what it was like. So when I, a bar tab of seventeen hundred dollars for four people. For four. You know what? That's bottle like service. bottle service. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Service. What would you is just that, do he, after a battle? He's like, like we'll take this table here in the back and just keep the bottles coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think seventeen gold was pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Not too bad. Not so too bad. that's what they also call you, Dalgreath Bottle Service. <laughs> <laughs> Always wondered. It's never as soon as, put it together. As soon as Dalgreth ordered it, you see all these like hussied up women and like tight skirts walking over to him. Tight and, bodices. Yeah, tight bodices. <laughs> Sitting on his lap. He's like, oh, I couldn't do it. Please, please. I'm trying to have a drink with my friend. Okay. All right. Okay. Please. I'm trying. I am trying to. Okay. Okay. Uh, Roy, the hat, Roy the hat maker is suddenly sitting with us. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, fellas. <laughs> All right, so you, you guys recharge your batteries there. You drop Pembroke off at the ER. He gets stitched up, and you guys get a room for the night, and then it's back to business tomorrow. You're yeah, going to yeah, wait yeah. through the day and go at night. I mean, in the tomb, it's always night. So I mean, what do you want to do? Baron's going to slip out at night and buy. Uh, he's going to mark this on a sheet for real. Okay. Uh, two more rounds of bottle service. No. Uh, several scrolls. No, I no. said just to no. be clear. You have, uh, we have burned through our per diems. Several scrolls. This isn't a glass cannon live tour, <laughs> tour night. 
Uh, Everybody's pointing fingers at each other. Yeah, Who ordered like, what? What right. bottle did you get? You might have an encounter the next day. <laughs> I just let everyone know at the live events to put it on Troy LaValle's card. <laughs> Is that why? Yeah. I need uh, receipts. Show me receipts. Uh, I'm going to buy several scrolls of Ghostbane Dirt, which I can catch. Ah, several. Why, why don't we just buy some Ghostbane I don't think you weapons. want Ghostbane Dirge scrolls. I don't think you want to spend money on that. Wouldn't it be better because to have like I a think, Ghostbane sword? I, I could be wrong, but I think the spell is cast on an incorporeal creature to make them hittable. And it is a save or suck spell. So, like, they get a will save, and it's like DC 11 or 12 yeah, or something will, for a scroll. negates. Yeah, Ooh. and then nothing happens. So, yeah. I, I don't... It, it's not, like, it's not like you get to cast it on a weapon and make it Ghostbane. And it's going to be... Well, I did, but can't I you buy, like, a ghost, a ghost Touch short sword or something? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure you can. It'd be like 2,300 gold. I don't know if we have that lying around. Yeah. We have about 2,300 gold, but... If it was up to me, Baron... I'm a few whiskeys in, but I'll say if it was up to me, we'd be saving that money in case anything happened to that weapon of yours. I ain't never seen anything like that in all my time. In all my travels, I've never seen a weapon so deadly as that. Mixing magic with the, the power of a cannon. It's quite a frightful thing to behold, and I don't know that should something bad happen to it, we wouldn't want to have the funds around to take care of it should, uh, should the worst happen. I hadn't seen any weapons as dangerous as this, nor a person as dangerous as I am, till I came to Skiergard. Till I heard tell of the evil that emanates from Skirkatla. I'll tell you one thing I've enjoyed. This Vuv Clicquot you've given me tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And the Grey Goose. (laughs) And the $40 orange juice that came with it. But it makes me feel uneasy to be relaxing. When that's still up there on that mountain over yonder. Oh, you're thinking about it all wrong. There's no one else that's going to go up to that mountain and take care of that threat. That's left to us. There's no question about that. And we can't take too much time, I give you that as well. But if we can't remember what we're fighting for, if we can't remember that it's the peace and quiet and the warmth, the reasons why we're doing it, then all will fall apart. We can't spend the days freezing cold and out of our wits, out of our minds, because we can't, you know, we got to leave the altitude, get a good drink, warm up for a moment, get a good rest in a bed, revitalize ourselves, and then go back to do, back to the hunt, as it were. We're doing the right thing, don't question yourself. Your aim was very good with them, them tortured spirits. You did a good job of putting them down, where I couldn't. I appreciate the help. And I think you've earned yourself a good rest and a spot of fun. Well, if I'm Don't be- deny it to yourself. If I'm being honest, it has been a bit of pleasure. And just like the pleasure I had from this, I had a great deal of pleasure seeing you leap on that giant's back back there. Man, that was crazy. <laughs> How did you do that? I've never seen nothing like that on the battlefield. Well, to me, there's no other way to fight these large and giant and huge or creatures. you got to get within their reach so they can't get to you, Baron. I mean, I've, I've seen... I, we've all gotten the combat training. We're dwarves. I mean, come on, man. I, I just want to geek out. Don't, yeah, I'm hoping... I'm looking over my shoulder, hoping Pembroke's not looking at me and Feyraza's like... Oh, they wouldn't elsewhere. get about it. It's a dwarf. Pembroke <laughs> Like staring daggers of jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you though, I've never seen someone move like that on the battlefield. I gotta say, the way you were on him, frankly, it was vexing. <laughs> Nailed it. 
Nailed it. Wah, wah. Oh, it's all part of the training, Baron. You got to fight the weapons. You got to fight with the weapons that you're given. And uh, if you have something that's only the length of your forearm, then you got to get in close. Mm. But I find that it's more of an advantage with these large monsters, especially the ones that aren't so smart. You get inside and give them a good stab to the soft parts, and they go down quite easy. I like it when they hit themselves in the face trying to get you on their neck. It made me laugh inside a little bit. I had to be stone cold on the outside, but I loved it. Remember the one that tried to do the awesome blow to me off the bridge? Oh, yeah, of course. It was amazing. <laughs> oh. Try again, <laughs> but he was dead before he had the chance. <laughs> guys are having a grand old time. <laughs> I love this. Your this idea of like sitting there. at the tavern to talk shit on the well, GM, like indirectly. <laughs> in move another seventeen gold from your sheet. <laughs> I'm assuming you're like one more round, one more ball. Uh, all right, so you guys party all night. Do you want to go back during the day tomorrow or during the night? Assuming you're all back to normal, you might need to burn. Healing, uh, you know, I don't know what you're going to... I mean, D- Dograith is barely down at all. It was really remarkable. Like, the, the, the buffing spells from the... Um uh, the resist energy. Yeah, the resist energy and the stone skin, which I guess We're in retrospect missing. would have been a good reason to go to the temple. We're missing. But we could also go to the temple and rest another day. We could do it uh, to get the stone skin. But Feyraza's then resist energy. It, it was just incredible. Dograith ended up down uh, 14 hit points. Yeah, and don't forget, every day that, that you're you're goofing off, you know, you're, you're, you're letting them regroup. You're letting knowledge float around that tomb. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably don't have to worry so much about the camp rebuilding, but, like, you know, keep that in mind. Yeah, we should go back in today, I think. Baron would want to. He wouldn't want them to rebuild. He's already saw this creature come back and kill his friend Four Bears, so. Yeah, I think we would all have kind of uh, an imperative to finish this as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And, and Dalgrace's opinion on the whole thing is to close on the queen. As quickly as possible. I don't know. What, what, what are you guys thinking in terms of like where where we go next? Is I, it I, I uh, wanna, I, the haunted door? Is it the yeah, secret back entrance? I mean, I'd like to keep going down that hallway where we had left. Where we like explored the, yeah. the, ton- the tunnel. Yeah, I can tell you, Dograith, and he'll say this over a few drinks. He's definitely interested in seeing if 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 the bodies of these women are there. If there's any chance that they're frozen in the ice and can be found. Uh, he'd he'd love to be able to give them rest uh, from uh, you know the the torture of dying in the ice. Yeah. So exploring further down that way is definitely up his alley. I've seen haunts before in this journey. Do you want me to roll a knowledge check to know how to deal with them? Like, are we equipped if we go? Because we've heard about this haunt. Like, I just want to make sure before we leave the town, if we end up needing to go confront it, and we can't get the name mm-hmm. of the headless horse horseman, whatever the dude do regard. I forget his name. I just want to know how to take care of it if we have to. I don't. Uh, roll, I was going to say roll a knowledge religion to see what you know about haunts, if you have it. Uh, Dograith rolled a 20. 14 from Baron. I mean, I would imagine he's encountered haunts in, in his travels. Yeah, so know. Baron, it's still, uh, I mean, in the course of Giant Slayer, you've probably been a part of two to three haunts. So right. it's still not, uh, you know, something that you're super familiar with. But Dograith with a 20, maybe you've seen a couple more. I don't know if you've traveled with clerics before, but you know that if the, the clerics that you have traveled with, uh, if they can see a haunt manifest 
before and, and get the jump on it, positive energy uh, tends to damage haunts. Um, but that's really kind of the only way to deliver it is through a channel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not I mean, through can a healing I say, spell. I, yeah, I, channel. I, I think that I... You tell me if I'm wrong, but I think Dograith, if they were talking about it, right, yeah. would be like, I've accounted a few of these in my time, and I think that... The power of the divine, the burst of positive energy you get from a, a priest can truly put them to rest easily, but encountering haunts in the past gives you really no map to encountering haunts in the future. They're all different. They all manifest in strange ways. And you would know that, like, obviously positive energy from a channel damages haunts or tends to damage haunts, but each individual haunt has its own like way of dispelling it depending on what caused the haunt and a cargrim told you basically what you would need to do do we need to give him the name of the duragar what is the name of the creature i just keep on messing it up but it's a doulahan doulahan the name of the creature but it's it's his name it's giving him the name of the doulahan no it's giving the haunt haunt the name of the doulahan oh I think that's what I think, right? I think that we have to get the name from the Dulahan. Oh shit! That's what I thought. But it also, but then, but is it we need to go to him with his name, and that will weaken him? Yeah. Do we know that Troy, one way or the other, or do we not know? Consecrate it and demand the decapitant lord remember his name. That's right. Conse- oh, so I could get a consecration spell? You get a consecration. I, mean, I have. I've, I've been keeping Hallow prepared. Does that would that work? I think it's consecrated. It's an actual spell. Yeah, I cast it in the... I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. Oh, Nargrim's tomb? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll pick up another scroll. Uh, I'll subtract it from there. Uh, Inquisitor level two. Yep, I can cast it. Cool. But Uh, right now you're thinking about heading back to the tunnel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so do you want to just... Are we talking day or night? ASAP. Yeah. ASAP. So yeah. day again. Day. It's always first, night and day. first thing in the morning, um, and then before first we in the morning before we leave, uh, Pembroke is going to cast Getaway. Oh yeah, uh, and he is. And the night before, like while these guys are geeking out dwarvishly, um, <laughs> I Pembroke is studying the bar. Not not to pass the bar like as a lawyer, but he's studying the bar that they're in. So he's like going and says, like, "Hey, sorry, could I get a closer look at that painting you've got hung up over there?" And like going up, like studying every aspect of the bar so that he can feel very familiar with it. And now this lasts one hour per level, so basically, yeah. like you've got twelve hours right. from the time of casting it to get a free get out of jail card, yeah, right. <laughs> basically. So that's. Yeah, right before before right before he casts uh, teleport to go back to the to the tomb, he's going to cast getaway. And uh, <laughs> I love yeah. it. Yeah, because you have to cast it at the location. Yeah, you have to cast it at to. the location. So, uh, yeah. and I'm sure you tell them all. Uh, you know, in order for it to work, they all have to be within 30 feet of you, and they have to choose to go with you. Right. They can decide not to go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll probably do that. <laughs> very, yeah. Yeah, you never know. Uh, very, very cool. God, these high level spells we've just never even got into. No. I know. We never, some we never crazy that. stuff. Uh, all right, so boom, you cast getaway and psh, D one hundred on right. the teleporter. All right, a teleporter. Sixty. Sixty. Okay, you are right, okay. <laughs> and you're right back in a very similar configuration. 
because I haven't moved you on the map. <laughs> Inside of this drainage tunnel, about 40 or so feet away from the turn, where instead of heading in a southwesterly direction, it starts heading due south. Uh, Dalgraith will take the lead. Uh, he'll once again try to stealth around the corner. He's going to stow the crossbow at this point and just... Um, Pull out one sword, one short sword. Okay. And we'll uh, attempt a stealth around the corner. Okay. So it's a peek around and see if these creatures come back. Uh, That is a 34. 34. Um, Nothing seems to stir whatsoever. Uh, Roll a perception check. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, yeah, just the hallway is about 15 feet wide at its widest point, maybe 10 feet wide uh, at its uh, thinnest point. Um, and that's pretty much right where the this tunnel, uh, where, where you're starting to turn into the south. Um, but you just see drifts of snow. Because the snow that, uh, you know, was surrounding them it was like a 400-foot aura, I think, or 200 feet. It, wow. It's it choked this Huge. hallway as well. Oh, wow. Uh, and now, what is he looking at if he looks 60 feet uh, away down this just tunnel? Just more tunnel. Uh, uh, okay, so it just keeps going. And there's a little drop-off there? Yeah, there's a little drop-off, but it's, it's uh, like two feet. All right, so he'll call everybody up to have their own look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Appear safe, just more tunnel here. Come up and say, look, what you think. Uh, yes. Should we climb down, or should I climb down and keep moving forward, or should we turn back from here? I'm happy to take the vanguard with you, but if you'd like to lead, I'll follow. Oh, I'd like to have you right next to me, right by my side. All right, I'd especially like your gun right by my side. <laughs> Let, let's see who can stealth the best, Algorith. Let's have a little game, okay? Oh, good. <laughs> I'll bet you five gold I got you. Ah. Uh, Bet your bottle service. I'll bet you $3,400. Too rich for my blood. Uh, <laughs> so, right. Baron, are you going to stealth up too? Yep. All right, roll stealthy. Uh, 26. Okay, so you get up right behind Dalgrith. Nothing seems to stir. Dalgrith, you have your eyes fixed on the tunnel as well. Uh, I think you feel pretty confident uh, that both Pembroke and Feyraza can join you. Uh, there doesn't seem to be okay. anything in the vicinity. Uh, you guys see snowdrifts as well. Baron, roll a perception check. Not bad. Not bad at all. 3436 Duncan. Ooh, okay. Oh, there you uh, go. so right about 30 feet away to the left, you notice one of the snowdrifts uh seems to ha- have buried something in it. Oh. Uh it's to your right, stage left. Uh about 30 feet away, it looks like it's buried uh something large, maybe about 5 feet wide, uh but not very tall. Baron speaks in Dwarvish, which he believes Pembroke understands and thinks that no one in this cave will know. And I'll point out that there's a body there. And so you're just trying to exclude for us. I see. That's cool. <laughs> no, cool. come on. Yep. Everyone in the party understands but me. You know what? Yeah. Okay. Let's keep playing. He just <laughs> wanted to make sure Feyraza couldn't understand. Um, Actually, Pembroke you know what? Feyraza does speak Dwarven. All right. Hey! hey! Hey, look at your character sheet. No I, can, I can understand you, you little asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of the first things he said was like, don't tell Firaza. <laughs> yeah. There's a body in the snow drift up there. Th- that was uncalled for. Uh, all right. Uh, Dog it's a Wraith. surprise for her birthday. Five, you're a big asshole. Dograith will, uh, he'll climb down. I mean, is it five feet? Is it ten feet? This little. I said two feet. Oh, oh only yeah, two feet. Like, so he'll whoop. jump down. 
Difficult terrain. He'll sort of move over uh, and toward this little Baron will join. snowdrift. Okay. And can we see any further down the hallway? We're 60 feet. Uh, yeah, it just uh, it's just more tunnel mm. as far as you can see. Okay. Uh, so a dog wraith comes up to this mound. I guess uh, am I in the right spot on the map for the for the mm-hmm. mound? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, but well, hold on. Sorry. Before you do that, P- Pembroke casts mirror image on himself. Cast getaway. Yeah. <laughs> Cast getaway. I don't like to look at that drift. <laughs> uh, you're all too far away. I'm sorry. Boom. Back in the bar. Bottles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good luck, guys. And the giants take over the Sweet. world. <laughs> and the giants take over the world. <laughs> so he's got five images, and okay. uh, he's going to take out his wand of fly and cast flight on himself. <laughs> Baron's going to detect alignment and magic on the drift before we start digging in. Vroom, vroom, detect vroom, alignment, vroom, vroom, nothing. Vroom. Detect magic, nothing. Okay. Let's dig in. Uh, yeah, Dalgraith will start poking with the sword through the snow. <laughs> the pointy part? Yeah, the pointy part. Just sort of easing <laughs> it in. Just easing <laughs> it in there. You just hear, ah! <laughs> Oh, I'm so I'm sorry! Ah, no, oh, no, I did. I had all the secrets of the adventure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sleeping yeti. I should have known. A little pokes of snowdrift. Uh, <laughs> you just stick it in and and nothing. I mean, the snow gives a little bit, obviously. Yeah. But it just surrounds. All right, he'll sheathe it. He'll sheathe the sword and start wiping away with his hands, just trying to see oh, what's underneath the, the snow. Oh, it's the dead bodies of the... Oh. Well, that's what I assumed it was. Oh. You're, you're wiping away oh. the, the snow drifts, just wiping away, and I imagine Feyraz is watching you. Does Baron join in, wiping it away? Just watching the, the, the snow get wiped back and forth, and Feyrazi, you're taken back, back to, like, the gentle swells of a river. Water moving back and forth. It's the Asp River. Water lapping against its sandy shores. Ibis, wading birds, tiptoe through the shallows. And they pause to bask in the warmth of the midday sun. Just a bit inland, broken. Barley plants stand a crooked guard. Gray, brown, dead. All of a sudden the plants begin to shake. And rustle more and more and more And Ibis tilts its head The rustling swells and swells And suddenly a small crow hops out from the dead plants It tilts its head toward the dead plants And then back towards the water I see you, the crow says One of the Ibis bows its head Steps away from the others A whirl of wind and the Ibis spins Into Firaza her spectacles down the end of her nose. One day I'll fool you yet. A young man's form just <laughs> leaps out of the crows. You're getting slow, Maluk. I was waiting there with the birds for nearly an hour. You're fine, says Maluk with a sly smile. You were there with your people. They rise a smirks. Birds are full of surprises, she says. Unlike you, who is slow and boring. Maluk waves her common away <laughs> and looks back to the dead barley. This is it, he says. Feraza nods. Worse than you said, he says. Feraza nods again and pushes her spectacles up on her nose. Shall we? Maluk nods as well, and Feraza wades onto dry land. She mutters a few words, and a coil of fiery rope begins to uncoil out of her palm. 
Maluk mumbles under his breath, and his hands glow with flame. Feyraza swings her fiery rope at the dead barley, lighting it on fire. Maluk pushes a cone of flame from his hands, and together the two druids light a line of barley aflame. You hear tiny screams in the distance. Feyraza and Maluk turn towards the sound and see several children from the farming commune run at them, splashing up water from the shallows as they go. Like, what are you doing? Stop it! Stop it! (sighs) Feyraza dispels her fiery rope and gestures for Maluk to stop as well. He does. Feyraza! The small girl in the lead wheezes at her. What are you doing? Why are you killing our crops? What, what, What will we eat? Maluk sighs, but Feyraza just tisks him into silence. She crouches down in front of the children. Look at this barley, she says. It is dead. Its presence here is stifling your community's ability to produce grain for you to eat and sell. But uh, death is part of life, little one, Feyraza says. She reaches her hands down into the embers of the burned plant. She turns her hand, and the dust slips through her fingers, collecting into a small pile on the sand. She whispers a few words, and a small green bud pops out of the dust. The child smiles. Sometimes to grow, it is necessary to burn a bit of the past. (laughs) I could not have put it <laughs> I could not have put it better myself, a voice says. Feraza looks around and the rest of the ibis waiting in the water stand straight up and then reveal themselves to be humans. Two women. The children scatter when they see the women, and once the children are gone, these two copper-skinned women in brown homespun robes walk towards Maruk and Feraza. Maruk, please go home. Feraza, pack your essentials and meet us at the north gate. They then turn into like condors and just (laughs) fly off. (laughs) Man, Druid society is so cool! It just does what it wants. (laughs) few days pass and you find yourself Feyraza walking across a desert the terrain is obviously not unfamiliar to you but you don't know where you're going there are smaller buildings around that look to be of relatively new construction it, it, it appears like a sandstorm came through the region recently but the houses are well protected because there's a huge sand dune that towers over the landscape in front of you This is why they built houses on this side of the dune. Your two teachers, these two female druids, walk ahead of you about ten paces, just chatting with each other. They motion to you to join them. You catch up to them. They give you a knowing nod, and then the three of you just fly in human form to the top of the dune. As you crest the top, you see about two miles or so ahead of you a giant pyramid. One of them says, That is our destination. Come. And they take off into the air, and you join them across this open desert. Imagine, like, uh, from a side view, you see the pyramid it's on like the Lawrence side, of Arabia. And yeah. you guys are just the three of you flying towards the pyramid. They're like really tiny. Right, really tiny little yeah. dots. Yeah, yeah. Specks in the landscape. Sand <laughs> gleaming in the sun. And you can just hear their druid roads, like, flapping. And 
flapping in the wind and you just alight right in front of the entrance to the pyramid. All of you walk inside. It's dark, but your teachers promptly create light and move forward. You see these unfamiliar runes on the walls around you, but your focus is on your teachers who seem to be moving with purpose, but also with unease. Eventually, maybe after five minutes, could have been 25 minutes, but you come to a chamber. Your teachers enter the room ahead of you with noticeable trepidation. One of them quickly extends her hands one at a time towards the four corners of the room, shooting flames to four braziers stuck high up on the walls. You see that in the middle of the room is a sarcophagus. But now that the room is lit, your eyes are even more drawn to the walls, which are covered floor to ceiling in pictograms. And you can see that your teachers are purposely not looking at the walls, but looking at you and not saying a word. Why have you brought me here? Feraza, all over Osirian there are pyramids, there are tombs, vaults, and they all hold great secrets, some of which may never be uncovered. This tomb has its own secrets as well, but it is especially meaningful to you. Me? Yes, Feraza. You see, the creature who lies at rest here was once a powerful master of the arcane arts. He was a good man. But as his power grew, it twisted his mind. Soon your powers will grow as well, and you must be prepared, Feraza. As magics become greater, they become more unwieldy, more prone to mishaps that could have grave consequence for you and those you surround yourselves with. Such was the case with Zensis here. His particular obsession was that he thought he could control time itself. He failed, but left behind a very important tapestry. You see, the walls of this chamber contain visions of things that have already happened, things that are happening right now even as we speak, and things that have yet to come to pass. They all contain moments in time that may lead to a great doom that will befall the world. They step forward towards you very slowly. Feraza, someone from your bloodline was tasked with protecting this chamber, the secrets inside of it, perhaps even the treasures. And that person died here in this room. How? No one knows it was generations ago, but he was turned into dust right where you stand. His soul, his very essence, consumed by someone or something. His name was Pudir. <laughs> now, while he perished, his wife was with child, and she bore a son. 
whom she named Pudir in his honor. When he became a man, fearing that the fate of his father would follow him as well, he took his family far away from here, to Avastan, to start a new life and leave this world and all its curses and secrets behind. It is doubtful that this man still lives, but we believe he may have had a son of his own, most likely named Pudir as well. If so, he would be a man probably in his early to late forties, and we believe this man is the chosen one meant to prevent the great doom. Why are you telling me this? Why have you brought me here? I'm but a low-level acolyte, comparatively. I'm nothing compared to you, my teachers. Yet, Feraza, you are nothing yet. We have nothing left to teach you, my dear. All that you need already lies inside of you. Great powers that you don't even know you possess. Your remaining lessons are out there in the world. Travel to Avastan. Find this Pudir. Find the Chosen One and guard him with your life. I, I, I will of course comply. I just... Am... I seek not power. I seek not glory. I wish simply to help the farmers of this land. My aspirations lie very locally. Surely there is someone better suited. Someone that I can assist, accompany. Another teacher, perhaps. Feraza, there is something in you that cannot be taught. It is beyond even us. We are very grateful for what you've done here with us. It was more than we expected of you. But now you must go. You have taught me to serve and serve I shall. I leave with great trepidation, my teachers. For I know not the world. And I fear. I fear I will not be able to pay. I will not be able to serve. In the way I must. When the time comes. But go I shall. <laughs> just nodding at each other. Troy's just nodding. Like, <laughs> we're, 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 all right, sounds good. We're Mr. Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a Clint like showdown. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. They're just kind of looking at each other. Good, good, good. You must. I've run out of script. <laughs> you must. Don't Line. 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 <laughs> you must leave on the morrow. Say goodbye to your friends if you choose. But you must 
Lugal. I suspect it will be easier if I do not return. Tell the others I go off to serve a higher purpose. And I humbly beg their pardon. But you say I must go to Avastan, but... Avastan is a continent, correct? Yes. Matthew says, looking around the table. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> it is a continent, yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> you <laughs> fools. <laughs> I'm from a different continent. Perhaps we've chosen what the is wrong this? person. <laughs> what is this? Kill her immediately. So what is this Asia you speak of? <laughs> you have talents that we cannot teach, and a talent that you could not learn. Geography. <laughs> I have, I, at this point, I, was, I didn't put any skill ranks. How in. have you geography. never heard of Avastan? Right, Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> She is not the right one. <laughs> How do you spell your name again? But you Shit, surely the other Feyraza. Oh God! Surely you must have some direction or indication of where this Pudir traveled to, where I might start my search, where I might begin my service. They look at each other maybe even whisper something under their breath that you don't catch but they look back at you as if what they're about to say they're not even sure about but they just say seek true now <laughs> just snow starts to fill your vision as you see Dalgrith and Baron wipe off Two corpses. Yeah, yeah, I know it. Two female corpses, frozen solid. I mean, they're not skeletons. They're still like, you know, whole bodies um, that have been preserved by the cold down here. Um, and they have manacles around their arms. Oh, oh what a terrible Come life. On. And legs. Jesus. Uh, two human females? Yes, they appear to be human. I'm hoping this doesn't turn into Encino Man 2. They come out. They're, they're wacky cavemen and we get to go to high school again. Right. Oh, man. Just me. There's no time for jokes, man. <laughs> it's a horrible thing that it'd we be, these women. It'd be cool to meet Sean Astin, though. Yeah. It's yeah, true. for real. You remember when <laughs> he filled his mouth with the ketchup and the mustard? It was crazy. Do we know, can we surmise anything about what happened to them? Like, what do we already know? And roll, like, uh, go with knowledge religion again. I think that, and you could go Arcana, Pembroke. Oh, that's a 35. That beats me. Yeah, I think that'll beat that. You feel, since you came into this place, an aura of desecration. Um, it doesn't pervade every room, but you know that, like, what is going on here to create these abominations is is happening under various auras of desecration and so you think that this these when these women froze to death their spirits mingled with that aura that pervades this place causing them to rise as these restless yukiona spirits so there's just a uh, just an this kind of unholy ambient energy that's permeating everything but right. why but why were they here like were they brought here as prisoners like who i mean it stands to reason right but Manacled why and stuff. why like who were they well there were lots of slaves here but why were they in in this part of the 
of oh, the dungeon. Here they were brought as sacrifices. Can I can I examine the manacles or yeah. anything? Yeah, you can see that the manacles look like they were broken. Mm-hmm. Um, Baron, roll uh, engineering on them. Uh, not awful. Let's hope that this will shed some light on the situation. A simple number would suffice. 19. I had to wow. find it on the sheet. Wow. <laughs> Why? I appreciate After it. After a 15-minute long cutscene. <laughs> this guy. This guy. Oh, my God. I guess he gets paid by the word. Just yeah. like, <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, for those of you that couldn't see around the table, the you know, obviously early on, there were uh, there was some planning and some scripting there, but then... For, like, the entire second half of that, neither of you were looking at anything. You were just talking to each other. Yeah. It was not, a, like, a script. That was really cool. Yeah, that was it was awesome. really <laughs> awesome. For both, both, like, the scripted section yeah, and the Yeah, the, the early part section. was the scripted to get it started, but then... What did you that, tell each other beforehand? Like, I we're just going to go off script after. after. It's like, I got a fun idea. You want to just improvise with me? Yeah, it was and great. There we are. Good that stuff. was awesome. Um, Good stuff. So, you notice that it looks like the manacles were filed down. Oh. So, and poorly, but enough so that they could break and escape from wherever they were, you would think. They escaped into the mountain? Yeah. They were running away from, like, slavery, I think. Oh, like the camp? Were they, like, running from the camp? Yeah. Maybe maybe running from... here? Well, well, maybe it was like, this is the only way they could go. They couldn't get out the front entrance. It's winter out there. Yeah. But that would mean they would have to run past the Decapitant Lord, past the Devourer, past the Goldakos, okay. jump into that pit and into the Dream Maybe the, Maybe they were like uh, slaves to Skirkatla, like chosen handmaidens or something, maybe, and they maybe. were inside already. Or, or they predate. Yeah, can we tell how old they, they predate are? the whole Skirkatla thing? They seem to be wearing the same garb as like Nimnim. Mm. You oh, know? okay. Oh. And you think, like, this could be, that could have been Nimnim. That could have been Shiel. Right, right. It's just two other random. Maybe lost it was souls. like three hundred years ago, and the fashion trends have just repeated and cycled. That's true. And like, it I don't know. Fact. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that's good, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I just picture us all kind of like quiet for a second as you're examining, and then saying that they had, or well, you, Baron, saying that they yeah. had escaped. At least it looks like they had escaped whatever they were doing, uh, and then became trapped here. In the snow, and Dalgrith is just like, you know, when you do something like I do, when you when you spend your life hunting great terrible creatures, you know that death is a part of it. It's something that's always around the corner, and something you got to deal with. But there's nothing that scares me more, and believe me, there are plenty of things that scare me. Don't believe what you hear. There's nothing that scares me more of not having control of my own soul. If they corrupt you to the point where they get control and twist your soul into torture and agony for your entire afterlife, it gives me pause. It makes me think we have to be very careful as we move forward in this place. A great evil lingers here, and dying might not be the worst thing that could happen to us. Yes, this uh, portends a terrible fate. It's possible. We should take... Take them with us, bury them if we can. I co- I agree, Pembroke. If I was if I was lost in the ice and my soul given over to this torture, I'd want someone to put me to rest. Mm. So I'd like to do it as well. Right. It's all right with you, Feraza. It's all right with you, Baron. I'd I- like to take the time to bury these corpses, give them a proper right. 
Not here, of course. Yes, perhaps no. not right now. No, not right. at the moment, we'll but let's not, for them. let's not forget it. We won't. Hashtag squad goals. <laughs> we will return. <laughs> You're really making a lot of jokes about this whole situation. <laughs> I, it took all of my energy when you was like when you said something about like the one <laughs> one of the things that scares me is something I want to be like, what's the other? What's the other thing that scares you? <laughs> Connie's. Connie's. You know. Circus, Circus folk. I can never win hands, their games. You know. Smell like cabbage. Uh, smell like cabbage, you know. So you want to just, uh, you know, kind of bookend. All right, we got to come back. I'm going I'm to just remember. We want to come back, grab them, and give them a proper burial. Yes. But right now you want to con- continue forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And forward is just into deeper into tunnel. Deeper into tunnel. South. Um, are you stealthing or just kind of walking? Yeah. Uh, stealthing. All right. So Doug Rith will stealth ahead. Have the stealthers roll their stealth. Uh, 28. <laughs> uh, 20. Okay. So you just start trudging. Ahead. I'm sorry, 23. Okay. You're rolling ahead and you're going, uh, you know, 40 feet. Yeah. 80 feet. 150 feet. What? 180 feet and it's just more tunnel it never gets wider than like 20 22 feet it's pretty uniform um and now we know we're at this point we're turning away from the rest of the tomb and and it's yeah, just going deeper you're, you're going deeper south you, you, you kind of think maybe it turned a little bit west again but then continues south is it engineered is it something baron would notice as like giant engineering or is it like a, a frostworm tunnel it, it, it most likely used to be a, a frostworm tunnel okay um but not as many passes before yeah okay you don't see any uh remnants of that a frostworm has been in here lately so it might just have started off as a frostworm tunnel that they renovated and turned into like hmm. an escape route or something else it, yep. you're not quite sure if it, if it holds a purpose other than being this drainage tunnel for this embalming fluid that is getting uh, the stream is getting thicker and thicker not like oh, I can't swim through it I mean it's just it's in your feet but like it's getting bigger 200 feet 210 220 you go about 230 feet and you see light up ahead everybody roll a perception check I imagine Dalgrith and Baron are stealthing ahead yeah. every so often, and then like given the look to to yeah. Pembroke yeah. every forty Feyraza. feet or so. Like, and Pembroke's obviously super super quiet because he's floating, floating above right above the snow. Oh, right, yeah. Grant, you look pretty happy with that roll. I'm so happy. I'm rolling in the uh, dice tray that's going to be the reward for the call to arts for Baron, and I rolled a natural twenty, and nice. it wasn't a combat twenty, but it's game worn. Wow. I also rolled a natural twenty. Oh, oh. roll off now. What is your bonus? Uh, plus 26. Oh, you beat oh, me. Plus 19 wow. over here. It's a 46 perception choice. 46 a, perception? It's a shame you're 40 feet behind us. 39 from Baron. Yeah, you just see... I got eagle eyes, baby. You uh, see Dalgrith and Baron in perfect precision. <laughs> <laughs> buttocks toned. I was just going to say, you see <laughs> Baron's plumber's crack <laughs> as he looks around the corner. Uh, you see the light is coming from a great... In the ceiling of the tunnel up oh. ahead, wow. looks to be about fifteen feet up. It makes see sense right. that they could build upwards. It's inside of the side of a mountain, so it would never need to be one level necessarily. We haven't seen any stairs yet, though, right? No. Interesting. No, no but you did go down into the pit, 
So you are. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we are under the tomb right, right now. Right, So there could be rooms above us that wow. are active. Is like, this crazy? Oh, creepy? Uh, refer yourselves to the map here, and you will see the tunnel. Oh, yeah, look at that. Or, I mean, you'll see the, uh, the grate. The grate. Can we see anything up through the grate? Um, or do you move close to it? Yeah. To inspect? I mean, it's a, it must be a drainage grate for the embalming fluid, right? Yeah, and is fact, it dripping down from the? In street? fact, the water is dripping down yeah. from like uh, the north uh, westernmost part of the grate, forming the stream that just continued throughout. Uh, you look up, and you see uh, a chamber. Hmm. Can we listen for a moment? Uh, yeah, everybody roll perception. I'm assuming you guys are right near the grate, obviously. Yes. 21. 30. 33. 12. 12. Okay. My over 30s. I'm sorry, 40. 40. Oh. Okay. So, Dalgrith, you hear... Can't quite figure it out. Feyraza with a 40. It sounds like someone is writing something. Oh, wow. You hear, like, lead on paper. Are they helpfully reading what they're they're writing out loud? No. Damn it. I mean, with a 40, that is like animal-type senses. You're like, someone is writing something. Someone is writing a letter. That's 12th level. Can Dalgrith do uh, a Best perception? wishes and thank you for... <laughs> Cake? Something? <laughs> something about cake? Sounded like a, a lowercase <laughs> A children's toy of some kind? Oh, no, they've gone back. Uh, uh, erasing can, it. Can I take a look at the at the grate? Just examine if there's any way to open it? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. 18. Pure strength. Or a magical means of moving something that looks pretty heavy. There's someone up there. I don't think we're getting through without letting them know we're here. It's only going to be sheer force that opens this grate. Uh, Faraza is going to... That, or we could become an incorporeal giant cat and just jump through it. <laughs> Apparently that is against the rules. Um, we also have... I saw you do it. I saw you do it. How did it happen? It happened. No, it was a dream. It happened right in front of my eyes. Eyes. It was a dream I've sequence. S- I've seen Pembroke use... It was a dream sequence. <laughs> I've seen Pembroke use Shadow Step before. He saved me from a burning man. Yes, I can. I can make myself invisible. Oh, and oh. Bypass the great oh. altogether. What if, we, what if we used your dimension step... To put all four of us in the room right above us like that. Ah, yeah, oh, well, yes, that's not Ready to too. fight, ready to take down whatever easy, it is. Easy, I'm sorry, I'm getting very excited. I think <laughs> we should get reconnaissance first. Feyraza, please. Unfortunately, I did not prepare insect spies because the GM hates it. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the GM? Which was wise. Which was wise. The gods but, hate but it. But that <laughs> shall not stop me. And Feyraza will wild shape into a fly. Ooh, oh. child. <laughs> <laughs> Things are and what? <laughs> uh, so what are you thinking? I'm gonna. I'm thinking I'll fly up through the grate, kind of land on top of the grate, get a invisible or not a fly. Oh, as a fly. Yeah, like a an insect. <laughs> and you get full vision. I think so. Yeah, he gets like 256 gets, times vision yeah. with fly eyes. Okay, He's got compound eyes. He can yeah. see yeah. in every direction. All right, so you're gonna turn into a fly, yeah. wild shape into a fly, and fly up through the grate. Yeah, mm-hmm. and kind of like. Land on the grate. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be crazy. 
Okay. And just kind of take a look and see where we are. Okay. Oh, my oh God. God. He's p- wielding a plus okay. five fly swatter. Uh. <laughs> oh, I know it. He's got a little electric zapper in the corner. All that flashback for nothing. Oh, man. So, what a way to go. Turn to fly, and you fly up and land on the grate. In front of you is a, looks like a table, maybe a slab, and to the left and the right of you, two more of these tables. You can't quite tell because it's really high up and you're on the ground. You hear a bubbling. Now that you're in the room surrounding you on all sides. And again, that. Everything is giant-sized in the room, so you can't see, like, over these tables from where you're laying on the grave. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Alright. <laughs> and uh, a laser blast destroys vaporizes what? for us. What is a button you press that plays every sound at once? Like, this is like the I, tenth like, time these, it's happened. All these things are like hot keyed, I guess, so when I'm in the search thing, if I don't hit oh, it right. Oh my god. <laughs> a laser blast vaporizes a circus. Yeah, yeah it's just like, okay, <laughs> we'll do... So to stop it, you just need to wait to see a cursor in the search box <laughs> and then type. But oh, Believe me, I thought that I was there, Grant. I really did. <laughs> The yeah. waveform on the recording just exploded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Skid's thing went off crazy the other day, too. That was pretty fun. All right. <laughs> Skid really liked it. I will <laughs> cautiously fly up into the air a little bit so I can see, ab- see above the slab. So you just kind of keep flying up, just... <laughs> Up. I'll roll stealth. <laughs> stealth fly. Stealth fly. It's like plus 90. Uh, you just float, 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 and I imagine you can see this slab in front of you, and you're getting higher and higher, and as you're getting higher, you can sense that that sound of writing is coming from the other side of this slab in front of you, and so you just float up and up and up, and you see a robed figure giant sized with its head down robe over its head like a cowl just writing something and it stops <laughs> and looks up oh, come on with this and we'll see you next time. Oh, yes! Yes! Oh, fly, you fool! Fly, you fool! Fly, you fool! Fly, you fool! Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. 
Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.